Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgreens, Bill Belichick were all students of Bill Walsh. Don't ever forget. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the 49er Faithful UK show. I'm Gareth Ellis and tonight we'll be previewing the upcoming trip across the country to sunny Jacksonville to take on the two and seven Jags. Joining me aboard the hype train tonight are Mr. Paul Hope. Good, uh, good evening, everyone. And Mr. Lee Gowland. Good evening, everyone. I hope everyone's enjoyed basking in the warm glow of roasted lamb over the week. Oh, definitely, definitely. I like a little bit mint with me lamb as well. <laughs> Different sort of test ahead on a shorter week to face the Jags. Uh, no easy games in the NFL, but this is one we should win. While the Jags appear to be quite toothless on offense, the defense does have some claws and have improved week on week. Jags are 2-2 two and two over the last four games, just like the Niners. So with us all predicting a loss against the Rams, it's pretty clear to me what Shanahan did to fix this. He played our podcast from a few weeks back in the locker room prior to the Rams game, uh, and it fired the guys up, determined to make us all look bad and they put in the best performance of the season. So our, our cunning plan appears to be working. So, gentlemen, uh, predictions. Which way are we going to go this week? Lee, kick us off. Oh, God. Right, I thought you were going <laughs> to go to Paul for some reason. I don't know why. Okay, so um, yeah, the over-under is 45, which, if I'm honest, I think that's a little bit low, to be fair. Granted, um, the Jags have scored under 20 on seven occasions so far this season. So maybe it's not as low as what I think it is. However, I think... So I know we spoke about this after the the podcast, after the game. The fact that we've won and um, we might have to steer away from predicting 49er wins for the rest of the season (laughs) because we're the jinx. But I can't do it. So I'm back to bold claims again, or bold predictions. So I think, based on the opposition, based on the fact that they don't score very many points, yes, they do have a decent defence, I think we're going to come out 35-9 winners. 35-9, Paul? Well, similar to Lee, Gareth, I was going to go down the route of Nadji, who's not with us tonight, and I know Nadji wanted me to share that he's gone for a Jags 87 Niners two, continue <laughs> the tradition. So, but uh, lately, I'm very bullish after this week. Anyone who's followed me on Twitter will see I've enjoyed the 49ers demolishing the Rams. I'm going to go 31 14 to the 49ers this week, Gareth. Uh, good shout. Um, somewhat similar. I think I'm going to go for a 27 17 Niners win. Uh, so I think we've all predicted 30 or, or close to 30 points. Uh, what are you guys expecting from the offence this week after last week's fairly impressive showing? More of the cool. same, to be honest. I, I would expect Shanahan looked at what went well against the Rams and decided to play the rest of the season like that. So our, our identity, which it was during the 2019 Super Bowl run, we, we're a running team. Just keep on running the ball on people because they can't stop us. It was proven again on Tuesday morning against the Rams. We just ran and ran and ran, and they couldn't do anything about it. And that set up the uh, the passes, 
Perfectly. I mean, Jimmy over the last three games is the highest rated quarterback in the NFL. He's got a 109.7 rating over the last three games. If you have a look at uh, Football Outsiders and have a look at the uh, the DVOA, which takes into account um, standard of opposition, um, receiver drops when they should have been catching the ball, he's actually ranked the fifth highest quarterback. So he's doing something right. We, we know he's not elite, but he is doing something right. Um, I think I think it's you that keeps on saying this, Gareth. We need to have mistake-free football. If we yeah. have mistake-free football, we establish the run, we know we can win. And I, I'm going to use Paul's favourite word. I'm going to be bullish and say, <laughs> if we play mistake-free football and we do establish the run, I think we can beat anybody in the NFL. Because this season, there's not one standout team. And I can't remember who's saying that was. I don't know if it was uh, Nostra, Nostra Nagy's, <laughs> whether or not it was Paul's or your own, Gareth, but I'm going to steal that. Um, so, yeah, I don't think there's a standout team this year. So I, I think we've got a very good chance from now on. Apparently, we've got the 28th weakest um, schedule till the end of the season, or 28th strongest schedule, I don't know. It's it's weak anyway. It's a lot weaker than at the start of the season. So we've got a very good chance here to build some momentum and make a push into the playoffs. So hopefully Shanahan comes out and he runs the ball. That's what I'm hoping for. And anything different? Anything to add, Paul? Well, like what Lee said there, Gareth, we've been saying for, for weeks on this show, where's our identity? And Kyle Shanahan showed... We played our best performance of the season against the Rams. It wasn't a coincidence, like Lee said. We ran the ball. We ran the ball some more. And then Jimmy Third Down was back. I've seen over the last couple of days, Gareth, a lot of people posting the pass charts on Twitter about Mm. Jimmy not throwing it deep. And yeah, you look at the stats. But like we said on the show the other night, that doesn't give the full picture. Jimmy's leadership, the fact that Kyle trusted his quarterback. I'm hoping we're going to go out against the Jags. We're going to run the ball. We're going to stick to that plan. And Debo's going to continue his fine form, fine start of the season. Um, as Leah stole my favourite word of being bullish, I am feeling back to my, yes, we can beat anyone on our day. Um, I do think Jimmy earned the right to be not have the conversation tonight, Gareth, about Trey Lance. I think Jimmy is the starter on, on Sunday. Um, slightly conscious that it's an early game. Like you said, they were going across the country. Uh, you know, it's, it's an early morning start for us in the UK. It's a six o'clock game. Always a bonus having a six o'clock game on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah definitely. So thought I'd mention that in there. But I'm very confident, Gareth. How about yourself? Yeah, I think so. Um, I was just going to uh, check out another question there, really. Um, Elijah Mitchell, he's had a, a small operation this week. Uh, Shanahan is is confident, but his status may be in in some doubt. If if Mitchell either can't play or or is restricted in his number of stats uh, um, snaps, do you think uh, Shanahan will shy away from the run game as he has uh, in other games where we've been short of running backs? Uh, as it still doesn't seem that he, he really trusts Trey Sermon to come out uh, uh, and carry the ball 15, 20 times a game. No, not think- really. I, th- I think Shanahan's relied on Jeff Wilson uh, one or two games where he's let him take pretty much all of the carries. Um, when we've been beat up in past seasons. So I, I don't think that'll be an issue if Mitchell doesn't play. But from all accounts, Mitchell will play some part in the game. 
Um, he's had a pin put in his finger. He's due to practice today. Um, the reports are basically saying he'll be fine with the pin in his finger. And some of the um, some of the ex pros who've all been uh, taking to Twitter in response to Mitchell breaking his finger and posting pictures <laughs> of their fingers. I tell you what, some of them look like Dumbledore's wand. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I wouldn't want to uh, have fingers that look like that after after a very short career, which is what playing in the NFL is. But yeah, it's, it's funny to see some of the shapes of those fingers. But yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully Mitchell does play a part. But I'm not worried if he doesn't, because like I said, we've, we've got Jeff Wilson there, and he's put in some absolutely, absolutely mm. cracker games for us. So yeah, no problem. No, I'm not overly worried, Gareth. I mean, Kyle showed us on Monday. He's an elite play caller. He's moved people around. There was a breakdown on Twitter of I can't remember the two presenters' names, and they showed you how we, Shanahan was hiding Debo Samuel and taken. Jalen Ramsey out, and I think he's going to go into this game wanting to continue that momentum. Um, Lee said it at the start, mistake-free football is all we've asked for. Jeff Wilson can come in and be just as effective as Mitchell. I'm glad Mitchell will be will be playing on Sunday. Like you said, Lee, I've seen some of those pictures and they're not, uh, they're not very pretty. But I think a key factor, Gareth, was against the Rams, we didn't turn the ball over. And we've been yeah. saying that a lot. And I think we need to continue that. I know Nadji's favourite player on the team at the moment, Jimmy Ward. He mm. will be looking to continue his good form. Um, I haven't seen much of the Jags. I'm not going to lie. Obviously, I've seen the bit with Trevor Lawrence and Carlos Hydley. Do you reckon this could be a big revenge game for Carlos? Or? Nah, not really. <laughs> I'm not worried about Carlos Hyde. On that, you know, the Jags, the Jags can run the ball. Um, the, the struggles seem to be perhaps a lack of a lack of receivers, potentially a lack of protection for for Trevor Lawrence. How, how do you think our defense is going to match up against uh, a struggling Jags offense? Paul, lead us in. Well, Demarco showed us, didn't he, on Monday that he's getting to grips and he can scheme the game. Well, there was a lot of people calling for possibly a change. And like we said there about Jimmy Ward, I know we talked just before we started about the Shanahan conference where I think Grant Coyne, of all people, had tried to cause a bit of controversy by asking, is Tart going to come straight back in? And Kyle was pretty much like, well, we like Huff. He played well, but I'm not going to stand here and say Tart may not play. So it's nice to have key players coming back. Um, like you said, pressure, get after Trevor Lawrence. He's looked a bit shaky in start, as some of the rookies have. Like I said, I haven't seen a great deal of him. Um, I think I know more about Urban Meyer and his antics in the strip bar than I do of the uh, Jaguars, Gareth, but enough said about that. <laughs> <laughs> Lee? Well, so last week we did step up to the plate. We played a lot better than what we have for a, for a while now. I still have my concerns about... Um, our pass defence at the moment, but that's not because I don't think the pass defence can do it. Obviously, <laughs> you, you know what I said about Josh Norman last week. I don't think he should be starting. Mm -hmm. I, th I think it should be Dion or um, I, I just can't get my head around why, other than Josh Norman is well known for um, creating turnovers, and he is doing a good job at that. Um, his job as a cornerback, trying to stop the uh, receiver getting the ball, not so much causes too many pass interferences. I keep on going back to this. He's, he hasn't had any in the last two games. So maybe he's been a little bit unfair there. But 
I'd prefer Diomedola in there. But I think where it starts is, it starts in the trenches, it starts at the defensive line. We need to start the game like we ended the fourth quarter against the Rams, where we were getting pressure coming up the interior of the defensive line. Because for the first two and a half quarters, we didn't have that. And you could see that. Any Anybody could see that. It, even a, lay, a layman like myself who's never played the game, you could see there was absolutely no pressure coming up the middle. Bosa was struggling because of that. But once it all came together, midway through the third quarter, it made a huge difference. It made a huge difference. I mean, Stafford seemed to be rattled from the time he got on the field. I'm not sure why. I mean, he shouldn't have been fearing our defence the way we've been playing. Um, but towards the end of the game, not only was he rattled, but he was getting pressured a lot more. Um, and from then on, it just gave you the confidence that the Rams were never going to get back into the game and we were going to, we were going to win. As far as the run defence is concerned, I think we've picked up a bit um, from previous games as well. That seems to be improving. It was a big, huge miss when we lost Kinlaw because Kinlaw was our our anchor on that defensive line as far as the uh, the run defence was concerned. So that was a huge miss. Um, but I think players are stepping up. Fred Warner's come out this week and said, you know what, I don't think I've played that well at the beginning of the season and I think my contract extension played a part in that so I think he's relaxed a little bit but now he's in the game and he's thinking hang on here I'm not playing as well as I did last year he's realized that himself and he's stepping up now and hopefully because he's stepping up that'll be the leadership needed for the rest of the players especially the younger players in there now I think we mentioned it before about Greenlaw Greenlaw is fit to return now but he might not necessarily get straight back into the side because Al Shahi's been playing really well um the question I would have is, last season and the season before, we had Warner, Al-Shahir and Greenlaw playing. I can't believe that Greenlaw cannot beat out Marcel Harris. That, that, that is absolutely shocking. can't believe that's going to happen. So I would like to see Warner, Al-Shahir and Greenlaw on that field together because I think that solidifies the middle of the defence. And Greenlaw's got a lot of leadership there. He, he does shout on the... Um, on the field it's like Steve Young and Jerry Rice were saying about there's not enough dogs in the team I think that echoes what we've been saying um, Jimmy Wardle um, he, he will argue the point that he is but I think that's correct so having somebody like Greenlaw on there to bring that leadership I think that's definitely worth kicking uh, Marcel Harris to uh, the sideline there and asking him to sit down so defensively I think I think we're going to dominate. I do, honestly. If we come out with the same mindset as we did against the Rams, there's no reason we can't dominate this Rams offense because this Rams offense is nothing special at all. They've obviously got a rookie uh, quarterback who everybody was raving about. He's going to go through the whole rookie um, time to get settled, progression type thing. The the running back, the, their number one running back, Robinson, at the moment, he is carrying an injury. Um, I'm going to say he's a bit banged up, yeah, from what I've seen, like. Um, I can't remember if it's his hip or his knee, but he, I believe he was at practice today. Um, so that suggests he is going to play, but he's going to be playing carrying an injury. And as far as the backup running back's concerned, not interested in him, not worried about him. There's no way Carlos Hyde's going to do anything against us. I mean, there's, there's talk of him coming in. Is, is, is this a grudge game for him? I doubt it very much. Um, it should be a grudge game for us. He was the reason that we got rid of Frank Gore, him and Trent Borgie. 
So that, that, that's why I hit. I can't stand Carlos Hyde. I can't honestly. <laughs> they chose Carlos Hyde over Franco, and and that'll rankle with me forever. That will. So yeah, hopefully our defense is going to go out there and flatten them, just like we did against the Rams. Well, I think the the point I guess to pick up on that I think is the mindset because we we know we've got a good team, we know we've got playmakers, and we've just come out flat in two games and and failed to execute and and made mistakes. And I think that's that's got to be the key thing against a team like the the Jacks is you've got to be mentally ready for it. You can't think that the game's won before the the ball has kicked off and you've just got to go out and if you take care of the details, play mistake-free football, keep calm, the the score should take care of itself. Um, Not disrespecting the Jags there too much, I, I hope, but we, the amount of playmakers we've got on both sides of the ball, we should be putting a team like the Jags away reasonably comfortably. I, I certainly think. Uh, so anyone care to make any uh, bold predictions on the game? Oh, oh, come on. Horse progative, are you going first? Are you waiting for me in later? No, no, I, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll leap in. Um, 150 yards for Kittle. Nice. Any touchdowns? Um, yeah, male, maybe. No, but I think the the yardage, I think he's, he's going to rampage through the middle of the uh, uh, Jags' defence. Um, and uh, on the other side of the ball, I think Nick Bosa is going to introduce himself to uh, Trevor Lawrence three times. Oh, I like that. Exactly for Bosa and 150 yards for kill. There you go, I've set a benchmark. <laughs> no, that's, that's not a bad, uh, that's not a bad shout, that uh, Bosa with the three sacks, because looking at the right-hand side of their offensive line, it's quite an inexperienced offensive line. Um, so the right guard and the right tackle, they've only got five years between them. Um, the right guard, Barch, I think you call him. Ben Barch, give me a second. I will just, um, yes, Ben Barch. Taken in the fourth round, 116. Came from Minnesota. Um, he's having a decent season this season. Um, his rookie season wasn't anything to write home about. But he is in, inexperienced. And he's going to be going up against the likes of both uh, Armstead and Borsa. So that's going to be a test of his skills. And over at right tackle, you've got J1 Taylor, who, to be honest, I mean, he's got three years. He was a second round pick. Selection 35, not far off being a first round. Florida Gators, and he hasn't really done anything. He hasn't done anything in the three seasons that he's been in the league. Um, So I think definitely you're right there, Gareth. I think Borsa's definitely going to eat I hope he does get three um, sacks in fact I hope he gets more than three sacks mm-hmm. um, because I'd like to see all the playmakers on on the 49ers team have seasons where people are thinking you know what I need to vote for him for the Pro Bowl because I like to see people I like to see 49ers get the Pro Bowl mainly because they bring out some really good um, Pro Bowl jerseys and it gives us a bigger selection of what I can buy <laughs> But but they won't turn up when the team's in the Super Bowl anyway, though. So you know. Well, no, no, they won't. But they still sell the jerseys. Ah, true, true. So I'm, I'm, I was going to stay away from ball predictions at the moment because I haven't really gotten to. I haven't. I think we've skirted over the the 49ers offense against the Jags um, defense conversation. So I'm, I'm going to get a bit more into that before I do offensive um, ball predictions. But on defense, I'm going to say we wouldn't have three interceptions. Ooh. Jimmy Ward getting any? Jimmy Ward's going to get all three. No, I'm not, I'm not going that ball. That is ball. That. 
Um, okay, so I'm going to say my Mara. Josh Norman. Josh Norman will get one. Fred Warner. I was going to think of that. Yeah. Fred Warner exception. Josh Norman, Fred Warner, Eman. Mm. Th- there's your three interceptions. I like it. And Josh, and Josh Norman, force a fumble as well. Oh. oh, force fumble. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. So that, cool. that, that's my uh, board predictions on defence. That's a great question, this Gareth, one that I've not totally prepared for. You've got me back when I asked <laughs> you a question the other night about the game ball. Um, it may not sound as bold, but I think Jimmy is going to continue his good form. Like Lee said, he's one of the highest-ranked quarterbacks up there. I'm going to go for Jimmy Pawson 300 passing yards just because I need to come up with something. And I know that'll divide the fan base. You either love Jimmy or you hate Jimmy. Um, you've already stole my thunder with a, another Kittle touchdown. Um, I think possibly we may pass the ball a little bit more than we run it purely because I don't know, like you said, with the Mitchell injury. And why not? Eh? So, ball prediction, Jimmy J throws for 300 yards and two touchdowns. There you go. Nice. <laughs> so I think I think that is a very bold prediction, given the fact that we've already turned around and said we think we should go out and establish the run and run on them all the time. So he's not going to get that many yards. Well, we've got to get summit with reverse psychology, Lee. We all called for a Rams victory the other night, so I'm, I'm yeah, trying yeah. to think of something, you know, because we're, we're we're playing close to the curse here. Because only Nagy gone for the 87-2 Jags win, so there's only Nagy sticking true to the script, and he's not here. So we have to throw something out there, Lee. You know, yeah, give, fair give enough. the listeners yeah. something. So <laughs> interesting that none of us uh, uh, picked Debo, who I was thinking earlier. Uh, we... I, I haven't gotten round to the offensive uh, board prediction okay. yet, Gareth. Uh, I did say that. Come you on, listen, that, listen. Procrastinating. <laughs> <laughs> Get on with it. So you mentioned about the Jacks' defense not being that good earlier on. The no, most... they were okay. Well, yeah. So, so that I believe they are quietly good. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently they are really good against the run but I haven't seen any stats that back that up but apparently they do uh, that, that is one of their strengths so that's going to be interesting I think there's going to be an interesting matchup between Josh Allen on the uh, right side of the defensive line and um, Trent Williams I think that's going to be one that's uh, tasty all day long hopefully Josh Allen stays over on the right and doesn't come over on the left and I mean, fair play. Jalen Moore went out with a knee injury, I think it was, uh, or knee sprain early on in the uh, first quarter. He is practicing. He's limited, but he is practicing. Um, and when Tom Compton did come in, he did actually play okay. Mm. So I can't complain about that. But yeah, hopefully Trent Williams is the one that's um, trying to keep Josh Allen away from from Jimmy. Um, as far as the other players are concerned, I mean, you've got Shaquille uh, Griffin, co- uh, cornerback. He's a decent player. He's having a decent season. But the the problem I've got with some of the stats that I look at, so I, I look at both PFF and Football Outsiders. Football Outsiders gives you um, a better idea of how they're playing against the quality of the opposition um, and takes into account all sorts of other things, which is, to me more, more reflects whether or not they've had a good performance. Whereas PFF is it's kind of ring-fenced into certain attributes that they're looking at. And that's what the the base they're grade off. He is grading quite high on um, on PFF, but it, that might be a false grade. Same with uh, the 49ers. I mean, some of the 49ers are grading really high. That might be a false um, a, a false grading. It's all to do with the eye test. 
I would always go across the DVOA to uh, to try and get a good idea of how well we play. Why are we on that actually? So what I was surprised to find out is the 49ers actually ranked um, sixth as a team for DVOA. Um, so anybody that's listened to the show before when we start spouting out all this crap about DVOA, um, it's defense adjusted value over um, God knows what the other one is. Give us a second. Value over average. So it, it's it's how better they're playing over the average teams. And we're actually ranked fifth. Sorry, we were ranked sixth. We are ranked fifth when you do the weighted adjusted DVOA. And that takes into account um, more your later games than the earlier games. So it's a good indication that we are actually improving as a team. We're playing a lot better now than what we did at the start of the season, which, to be honest, Stevie Wonder could have told you that. <laughs> you, you don't know. You, you don't need weighted DVOA to work that out. I mean, honestly, anybody can see that we're playing a lot better now than what we did at the start of the season, even though we went through that mid-run mid, uh, stretch where we were, we were losing games after starting the season with wins. Um, but, yeah, so we are improving as a team, which is good. The rest of the defence on there, I think that there's enough players there to maybe cause us some issues, but not too many. Um, but obviously, you go back to our offence. Now, offence, we are stacked with playmakers now. Um, even though Ayuk is not getting the, the yardage, the touchdowns, the recognition, he's a pain. He, he's a thorn in anybody's side when he's on the field. You've got Debo Samuel. He's been absolutely excellent. I, I hope he, I hope he gets over 150. In fact, I hope he gets over 200 yards. There's my ball prediction. Right? Nobody's mentioned anything about Debo. Nobody's had a ball prediction. I'm saying he's going over 200 yards. Wow. Yeah. I, I think they're going to concentrate on Kittle. Sorry, well, we haven't had a ball prediction with him, Lee, because he's been epic. But if he gets that 200 yards, that takes him over the thousand yards for the season, doesn't it? I think if he gets over 50 yards, it takes him over yeah, the thousand for the season. I'd, that's going to be epic what in week 10 and he's already the old first one since what 2014 since was it Bolden yeah yeah that sounds yeah that sounds about right so so 200 receiving yards or all purpose yards 200 receiving yards so you Mm -hmm. threw us a little bit there when you first said that Gareth I thought you were saying on purpose (laughs) (laughs) yeah on purpose (laughs) how can you not do 200 yards on purpose Right, all purpose. Not all purpose. Let's say two fifty. Two fifty yards all purpose. Well, I did say Jimmy's gonna throw three hundred Lee, so I'm I'm well on board on that. Me and you're on that hype train there. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 the whole bravado after after beating somebody who's supposed to be a good team. And to be honest, we know Ooh. we're a good team. We, we know we're a good team. We do. We know we have a good roster. And I think we're all stunned at that losing stretch thinking how on earth has this happened with the roster we have we started questioning Shanahan we started questioning uh, Ryans we started questioning some of the players that there was even calls should we trade Kittle now while he still has value yeah <laughs> I've seen like, that mm. let's get over this hump let's get back to winning ways everybody's going to be a bit more happy and let's just calm down a bit but yeah Let's continue from last week. Let, let's go and smash a team that isn't playing very well. I haven't said that. I mean, they've won two of the, out of the last four. But let's go and smash the Jags. Because, believe it or not, you keep on talking about the Gowland Bowl um, at the Bristol meetup. 
That's Gowland Bowl 2. Gowland Bowl 1 happens on Sunday night. Oh. So I didn't figure it out until this week and I thought, you know what? My sister-in-law is a Jags fan. <laughs> so my brother, who's the Vikings fan, his wife is a Jags fan. So I've got Gowland Bowl 1 versus, against Gowland Bowl 2. So looking forward to that. Um, so it's something a little bit more spicy enough for me. But yeah, I, I would love to see us go out there and just smash them. Um, so the game that uh, she started watching the Jag or started uh, being a Jags fan was the very first game she went to down in London, Jags 49ers back in 2013, and we smashed them on that day. So <laughs> the same type of score. Be over the moon for that. Anything, uh, I was going to say, just say anything to add, Paul, after, after Lee said he didn't have much to say this evening. <laughs> well, I was just going to say on the back of that, I'd love to see a Russian touchdown from a 49ers QB. Like do, do, do we with, have a Russian uh, QB? Uh, Jimmy G's not doing too badly. He's got a couple of Russian touchdowns this season, hasn't he? Whoosh, straight over here. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Wheels, some people are calling him on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to get a sound bite for when you don't get my jokes. Yeah, comrade Jimmy, I think you're referring to. Yeah, comrade Jimmy, yes. Uh, Yeah, totally over my head that one. I'm still uh, punch drunk from demolishing the Rams. I have to (laughs) say, um, a lad across the road's a Rams fan, and I didn't want to say that too much ahead of the game on Monday night, but fair play when we come across tonight, knocked on the door, and he was like, shake your hand, you guys were awesome. I thought that was a nice touch because, you know, we've only been talking because of football, but he was really dejected. And like you said, it's not as if we can take anything away. There's no one injured, so... But no, Gareth, going to leave us with any last thoughts before you uh, promote Bristol yeah. and get us all fired up? Yeah, I think it's the Rams bye week this week. It is, yeah. And I think the Cardinals go to the Seahawks. So, a uh, couple of... That's an interesting matchup. perhaps watch. I think that's the game, uh, a 9-25 game. So, if anyone fancies staying up a, a bit late... Um, yeah, we'll finish up. I think uh, Lee's, Lee's already put a plug in. There is still time for uh, you to get a pass from the family or, or do whatever you need to do to uh, come and join us on the 28th in Bristol at the All-Stars Sports Bar for the uh, for the Gowland Bowl 2, the meet-up for the 49er Faithful and the UK Vikings group. Uh, you can find all the details on the Facebook page. Um, and if you are going to come along, please go to the page and tick the we are i am going box rather than just like it or or put it somewhere in the text uh, so i i actually have an update Ooh. so I, I can't remember if um i mentioned it on an earlier episode but um so the uk vikings they've been sent some stuff over from the minnesota vikings to give away to members um i'm not sh- i'm not entirely sure how the vikings intend to do it whether or not it's just going to be a free giveaway um, the same thing that we did the Super Bowl back in 2019, or whether or not they're going to ask people to donate to charity um, and then raffle it off. But is, I, that, is one of the giveaway items Kirk Cousins? Believe it or not, Kirk Cousins is rated quite highly in both um, Football Outsiders and on NFL.com and, and PFF as uh, a good quarterback. And that, that's one of the things that gets... Obviously, this is a Vikings game. We're going to have this conversation next week. But same as English football or world football or soccer, um, whenever your team is in for, a, in for a player from another team and it doesn't quite work out, I don't know about you, but I always have this, this concern that that player is going to come back and absolutely torture us in a game. 
and that's how I feel every time we play against um, Kirk Cousins. So obviously, the very first game Kirk Cousins played for the Vikings was against us. That was Jimmy's first yeah. first full season playing. Uh, well, actually, it wasn't first full season because he was injured after game three. Um, but that was his first game um, of the new season after we'd uh, get him. He came out, uh, Kirk Cousins came out winner there. Um, and then I think the only other time we've played them is in the playoffs where we absolutely demolished them. So I've just got this horrible feeling that he's going to have a game against us. I hope I'm wrong, but it's I, there. I, I think because of the, the, the Shanahan link, Shanahan knows Kirk Cousins' strengths and weaknesses, yeah. I think. So back to the announcement, yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah. Since you threw us down a rabbit hole. Um, so I, I got in touch with the 49ers organisation and I said, look, is, this is what the uh, Minnesota Vikings are doing for their booster club. Is there anything you can do for us, something similar? Um, I'd basically given up hope this week um, because it was three weeks ago when I'd uh, sent it and by the looks of it, my messages weren't being read. Um, and then I think it was uh, yesterday morning or, or late last night, it was late last night, I actually got an email and said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'd love to do that. I'd, I'd love to be able to send you some stuff over. But I think the time frame now is against us because of all the uh, logistical issues. But I'll try and get something to you before that weekend. Now, I do know he's actually traveling with the team. So I think they've gone out to the East Coast today. I might be wrong. It might be just some of the office staff have gone out to the East Coast today um, in preparation for the Jags game because I know he's travelling uh, across the other side of the country from yesterday to next Monday, which means by the time he gets back, he's literally going to have two, three days to get something FedExed across to the UK. Um, hopefully we get it. If we do, great. If we don't, um, I'll ask him to give us an idea what's in the box and then I can do some paper slots, paper lots, uh, and try and do those as giveaways or raffle type thing. Um, and then I can send them out at a later date. Was that nope. uh, Nick Nick Clark, Lee? It is, is, yeah, yeah. I'd uh, jumped on the 49 Faithful UK Twitter account because I noticed you um, pushed the meetup and I'd seen someone had tagged him in a fan meetup at Levi's this week. So I cheekily tweeted him your tweet. So fingers crossed that might have bumped it up a little bit because it does seem coincidental that your emails weren't being read because I thought, like you said, social media, let's, yeah. let's try. So that would be fantastic if that does happen. So well done for that, mate. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. yeah. yeah, And that's a, that's a good incentive to uh, get yourselves down to Bristol. Definitely. Uh, uh, another thing, we also have the Fred Warner shirt raffle. Uh, do you want to say anything about that, Lee? Still available on the uh, with the link on the 49er Faithful UK Facebook page? It is, yes. So we've had a Fred Warner um, extra large home jersey with the 75 patch on. It's a game jersey, printed numbers, printed names. Um, it was anonymously donated and um, we are raffling that off to charity. So the charity is MNDA, which is the UK equivalent of ALS. And as you're a 49ers fan, you'll know that is what um, Dwight Clark succumbed to, ALS. So it's, it's not just Dwight Clark, but we also have Rob Burrows from Leeds Rhinos and Rob Hindmarch, who's an ex-Sunderland and Derby centre half. So that's, that's why we picked MNDA. Um, all you need to do is go onto the website, um, follow the link that's in the uh, in, in the Facebook post. That'll take you directly to Just Given. So all the money automatically goes to there. Um, it never ever touches me. It doesn't come anywhere near me. I've just set up the page. Off it goes to MNDA. Um, five pound donation. Make sure you put your name because somebody has left it blank, so it comes up as anonymous. 
I don't know who that is. So obviously I can't put them in the draw because I don't know who it is. So make sure you put your name on there so I know who it is. Um, that draw will take place on the 5th of December. Just given we'll stop taking donations on the 4th of December. On the morning of the 5th of December or sometime on the day of 5th of December, I will post a list of people who've donated. It's your responsibility to go on there and make sure your name is there. Because when I get round to it on the night, and again, I don't, I don't want to set the time at the moment, but when I get round to it on the night to do the actual draw, if you haven't confirmed by then and said, oh, actually, my name is missing, well, I'm sorry, but that's the only one thing I've asked you to do. <laughs> so I will draw that. Uh, I, I will do the draw. But yeah, it's a fantastic opportunity to get a much coveted jersey. Um, Fred Warner sold out before most of us had actually woken up on the morning of release day. <laughs> so it's an absolutely fantastic opportunity. And well, some of some of us were up. Charity. Some of us were up, but I didn't have permission at the time from the boss to press to press uh, purchase. No, you, uh, it, it wasn't the permission, Paul. It was it was a couple of globe shaped things you didn't have. A couple of globe shaped things. <laughs> oh yeah, I was thinking. I don't you know about. You may, it's a throwback jersey, Gareth. To throw in there, it's the red fifty four, ninety four. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I was say looked fantastic against the Whams. I have to say, did. yeah, yeah. We should just you're go all, back. To that being the standard game day jersey, I think. But there we are. You're also forgetting, Gareth, that um, the Vikings meetup is going to be the first meetup of Club eighty five, which mm. is a bit of a tongue in cheek club we've started someone asked lee whether club 85 gets free drinks so i thought i better defer to yourself as president before i answered that question yeah definitely mate sure all you need to do is go into the uh the restrooms stick your face underneath the tap lift up the uh lift up the uh the handle and you can have free drinks all night well, long you're the uh you're the social media manager paul so if you want to tweet out mr kittle himself and say stick a bit of money behind the bar for us and anyone with your shirt it's yeah, I'll give it a go. I've got to admit, Ali Reid did leave a pretty epic comment. He did the whole, I can't guarantee drinks are free, but sprinkles come. And he posted the gif of Kittle doing his, you know, first hand sprinkle, yeah. which I thought was pretty decent. So it is good to see the community spirit back, Lee. You know, we've had a bit of a dip this season with the performance yeah. on the field. Yeah, so, right. And the feedback for the pod is great. Uh, Martin accepted your apology for the show not being three hours <laughs> long, which I thought was quite yeah. gracious of him. Speaking of which, I think that's probably a, a good point to um, wrap the show up. So thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for giving me an easy, uh, easy job with uh, short notice. Hopefully we'll be uh, back early next week with the uh, Jags uh, review show. Um, hopefully Nadji will, will be able to join us as well sometime soon when he finishes his uh, busy work. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe and rate us on things like iTunes and, and Podbean. Uh, there's also the YouTube channel. You can find it by searching for 49er Faithful UK. Uh, so finally, stay safe and go Niners. Go Niners. Niners. Francisco 49ers deep in the heart Like Joe Montana in the corner deep Clark Garrison Hurts Stiff farm going 99 Don't get it twisted One and all with prime time John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline NDB Greatest owner of all time Groovy Walgreens Bill Belichick with all students And Bill Walsh Don't ever forget